everybody, and welcome to episode two of The Odd Pod, starring me, Trev, and my co-host, Val. Hello. Are we sticking with the uh, fake uh, last name you made up last time, uh, Val? No. We're just, okay, no. it's just Val for now. It's yeah. just Trev and Val. Yeah. You know, we're keeping it casual, yes. one-syllable names. <laughs> and we're here today with Aaron Carr. Aaron Carr? What? <laughs> Those are our, Who our... the fuck is Aaron Carr? <laughs> Those are our single... Syllable names, yeah. air, oh. air and, and car. And air, car. Air and car. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Rather than Aaron Carr. Yeah. She she said Aaron Carr. I was like, what the fucking what is who what does that mean? <laughs> but wait, 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 hold on. I need to let me introduce you two, because I have to get it right this time. I'm I'm not gonna fuck this up again. Okay. So it's Pressure's it's on. Carly Gomes, obviously. Obviously, I know that one. That's easy. Um, <laughs> and Aaron Ka- <laughs> Aaron Casillas, right? You got it. Yes. Oh, thank God. Well done. You did it. All right. Awesome. I was nervous there Fucking for a second that you were going to go the other route. He was. And then you didn't. I heard him. I heard him do the short ah. Yeah. I almost blew it, but <laughs> in the end... I succeeded. Uh, now that's out of the way, uh, Aaron and Carly, mm-hmm. welcome to welcome. the Odd Pod. Uh, the thanks Odd so Pod. much for joining us to talk about the couch trip. But before we get into that, why don't we talk a little bit about you guys? Now, how the hell have you been? We're hanging in there. We're hanging in there. <laughs> you know, it. it's funny. The other day, we were like, I think both collectively combing through our uh, our Twitter follows and at one point, Carly's like, who the fuck is the odd pod? <laughs> like we were... I, that's not what I said, no. for the record. I'm, I'm just making you more animated and more intense in, in this character version of lying. you for the for the sake of the podcast. No, but like we, we saw it and she's like, who, who is this? And then we're like, oh, oh, it's it's Trevor and Valerie. It's it's the name of it's the name of the pod. It's the odd pod. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think it's a great venture. Yep. Uh, oh, yes. The Odd Pod. It's uh, you know, it's a fitting name, I think, particularly for this movie, The Couch Trip, uh, because you know, if you ask me, uh, this movie it was a uh, a little odd, kind of an odd mm-hmm. film, an odd film, yeah, <laughs> a personal favorite of yours, is that right, <laughs> Val? Uh- <laughs> It's one of my fa- personal favorites to talk about, at least. Um, Not uh, to watch. <laughs> you hate watching it. You love talking about it. Um, I won't go that far, Carly, but it is <laughs> like, um, it's it's an interesting one. And when you were on Math May to talk about the wonderful film Charade. Why are we wearing our fucking shirts? We should be wearing our shirts, but oh well, we missed an opportunity. Sorry. Another Continue. time. Another time. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Richie made three films with uh, with um, Math Out. Oh, is that right? Yes. Hmm. Well, yep. I, I have to say, I don't think this was a bad movie, but I didn't enjoy it quite as much as some of Richie's more recent movies like Sherlock Holmes or Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> A Game yes. of Shadows, both fine films. Mm-hmm. I like those movies. So do I. And 2021's uh, Wrath of Man, which actually <gasps> yes. is a legitimately good movie. Um, Excuse me. The uh, the movies that I just named are also legitimately good movies. <laughs> they are. 
Okay. Yeah, it wasn't. I like, feel vindicated. I, I don't know. I don't know what's so funny. I don't know what you're laughing about. I wasn't joking about liking those Sherlock Holmes movies. They're, you know, they're a lot of fun. I feel they're... incredibly vindicated. I've like talked to Aaron about the Sherlock Holmes movies several times and been like, these are good movies. Like, they're so much fun. I yes. always have a good time watching them. They're always just like, I put them on and I'm like, it doesn't matter how many times I've seen his like, you know, yes. his style I, of like absolutely. slow down, speed they're, up fighting. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm so here for it. Yes, they're 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 very rewatchable. Yes. Uh, the action is great. And the, mm-hmm. the performances are all really good. How good is Jared Harris as Moriarty yes. in the second? Gotta love Jared right. Harris. But of course, I was joking about thinking that Guy Ritchie was the same person as... Mike Ritchie. Yeah, Mike yeah. Ritchie. They're, Mike they're Ritchie. two different guys. And that was, that part, oh, that part it's, it's was Michael. a joke. <laughs> yes. Val- Valerie, what are, the, what are the three? Because there's Bad News Bears. There's Couch Trip. What's the third one? It's like... I it's not had Cops it. and Robertsons, right? Let me see. It is... The Survivors. The Survivors. I don't what, know that. what year was that? Eighty three. That's why. Yeah, I was gonna say like I I have been on a Richie kick lately, but I only did like the seventies stuff, and then we mm-hmm. also watched uh, Digstown for our own podcast very recently. Nice. So there's like that whole gap in the eighties, with the exception of Couch Trip now, with like mm-hmm. Fletch and everything else in it. That just like. I, I I have never seen a Michael Ritchie movie other than this one in that mm-hmm. in that decade. So, so I was telling you free about the couch trip on the trade yes. episode, and because I you two the three of you were like, how would you put this among the map that you've seen so far? And then I just started talking about like, well, there's this movie with Dan Aykroyd called The Couch Trip. That was the last movie I watched of 2019. And then you're like, wait, is this a recent movie with Dan Aykroyd? What does this have to do with anything? I was like, oh, map has in it. Yeah, yeah, you you really you really confused me. I don't know about everyone else, because you said it was the last movie of 2019 you'd watch, which sounds like the movie came out in 2019. And I was really confused when you said Matthau's in it, because Matthau had been dead for about 18, 19 years at that point. Oh, yes, point, this, was, this was Walter Matthau's The Other Side of the Wind. This project had been <laughs> waiting. D- D- Dan Aykroyd was like Peter Bogdanovich spending uh, decades trying to complete the film for him. It was oh Walter Matthau's final wish. <laughs> Me and Michael Ritchie, we we didn't go out on good terms, so this is my way of help of getting on good terms with him in the afterlife. <laughs> I don't know. I also feel like in that conversation on the charade episode when we were talking about couch trip, like I I had the distinct feeling that this movie was trash. And I don't think it's trash. No. No. I agree. I I quite like it. Mhm. Yeah. I um I, I, I don't, uh, I'm not really good at, at quantifying. Uh, this is a movie that's in a difficult space where I wouldn't say I loved it, and, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a bad movie. It's just kind of like a little bit, it's just kind of an oddity to me. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy, mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, and if, and I also think if I'd seen this when I was a kid, I would have liked it and thought it was really funny just because mm-hmm. like it was really yeah. easy to please me with mm-hmm. any kind of funny movie <laughs> as a kid. Mm-hmm. But it's yes. just kind of like, yeah, this is kind of odd. I don't mm-hmm. don't really know what to make of it. <laughs> so where's the odd pod? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <after> all. <laughs> and 
I have like kind of a on this rewatch because yeah I've seen this movie twice now. Uh, I had kind of a similar takeaway, but I was never bored by it. Uh, mm. We no, should we should get into this movie like from the beginning because there's this is like hard sci-fi level of like uh, world building. In <laughs> there, there, there is yes! there is so much establishment happening in like the first five ten minutes of this movie. <laughs> They're setting up all these little pieces. <laughs> We start with Dan Aykroyd as this kind of like Randall P. McMurphy character at, at this. <laughs> he has the exact same like background as McMurphy from Cuckoo's yeah. Nest. He was a prisoner who pretended to be crazy so he yes. could get sent to the. Except he's like uh, he, he's he's like he's like a more epic version of McMurphy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they like turned right. up the comedy dial on, mm, on, yes. on Randall P. McMurphy, and we get mm. the Dan Aykroyd version. Mm-hmm. And because he's getting laid too. Getting yeah, laid he fucks a nurse. Well, yeah. Mc, well, Mc, McMurphy was like bringing in <laughs> like prostitutes and like sneaking prostitutes into the psych ward and getting everybody laid. So you know. Yeah, that's Fair. true. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he does get all of them to dance in that one scene. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he also uh, stops a suicide. He does. In, yes. like, the first three minutes of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> which Randall, which uh, McMurphy does not do. He does in, not do that. <laughs> <the other laughs> yeah. All right. All right. He he, he, uh, he also hatches a successful plan to escape, uh, which mm-hmm. McMurphy tried tries and fails to do. I think. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I but he's like, he's like a more clever, more of a thinking. He's less blue collar, more of a thinking man's yeah. Randall McMurphy. <laughs> yeah. Well, he yes. did. He did get to go to Cornell before being kicked out. They said. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, right. they do make a point of of saying that. And as, a... as as far as we know, he uh, ha- has not committed statutory rape, though. <laughs> I don't know if we're told what he was in prison for uh, in the first place. Were we? I don't, I don't believe we... so. Actually, oh, it was uh... something. It was something computer related. I forget what. Oh, but... right. He did yeah. computer crimes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, what? I think so it he's was like something a, like that. He's yeah. like a criminal genius. He committed computer fraud or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's ringing a bell. Mm-hmm. In 1988. Yeah. So like with those giant like beige Macintoshes and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but so he basically is in the his psycho psych the, the guy who runs the institution, this Dr. Baird. Dr. Baird leaves for some reason and a call goes through still from Los Angeles where Charles Grodin's a national psych- psychiatrist a fraser crane if you will mm-hmm. <laughs> yes <laughs> yes yeah and we and we've already been given considerable backstory here we see that um he's he's like extremely depressed and doesn't want to go on with his successful psychiatry practice slash radio show anymore and also his wife is having an affair with his lawyer mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but 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 he's my husband and you're his best friend yeah, and lawyer. That, it has it has has my fa- favorite kind of dialogue which is when characters explain the relationships between each other to the audience. It's, it's like important. like we can't do this you're his lawyer and best friend. <laughs> I also really like that in all of the establishment that they do with Charles Grodin's character that like it's clear that Richie is kind of like raising an eyebrow at like the sort of like franchisement of his practice yeah. and like 
and all of the sort of like monetization efforts that he has because there are all these like there's you know this shot of him in like this bed in this big pink bedroom mm-hmm. that's clearly in like a Beverly Hills mansion somewhere and mm-hmm. it does look all like, this, like straight out of Mommy Dearest or something like that yeah bourgeois I, was malaise. That. <laughs> I was thinking Mommy Dearest and I was also thinking of um uh Troop Beverly Hills but that's another thing um because it's in Beverly I, Hills because it's in Beverly Hills and there's also a grand <laughs> staircase in a pink bedroom in that movie um but I like that they there's the the movie is clearly making a point to be like this doctor who's just sort of like turned his practice into this money making machine and has mm-hmm. merchandise and a show and books and all these things and is really just in it for the money that that we understand that within the first few minutes of meeting Groden's character because of all the the really nice like details that Richie gives us. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, his wife being like. I know you've been depressed for these past several months, but you have a successful radio show and psychiatry <laughs> yes. practice you have to return to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it does, like, but even with the screenplay being, like, at points kind of, like, stilted like that, it does show, like, the brilliance of, of Richie's direction, how he's able to, like, show while they're, like, still telegraphing and telling like he's able to show so much like it's it reminds me of like in bad news bears how he's able to like just like show so much of like this valley of the san fernando valley and just like that environment that all these kids are in and buttermaker just by how he just by the production design he mm-hmm. richie does really yep. good stuff like working with production design people i found yes yeah i agree i love i mean richie is like not He's not uh, burdened by the like by the scripts that he's working with. Often, he'll like find ways to like implement some sort of like political agenda or commentary just by like yeah, like a, a quick sort of panning shot across uh, a landscape, or like you know just like fixating for a moment on an interaction happening in the corner of like a crowded room. Yeah. And he does that in like all of his movies. It's really, yeah, it, it happens quite a bit in this too, where there's good scene setting and good world building, even while they're being like, Oh, I'm a doctor and a lawyer and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're my husband who's depressed for, ex- <laughs> for six and a half months. For all the exposition though, like the punchlines really land in this they movie. Do. Like when they get into like the good back and forth, like, Mm-hmm. Ackroyd and and uh, Mathau and Gro- oh, they all have like really good banter and like one liners. Yeah, when he says petty penis problems, <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Also, it, it was uh, as the kids say, based how Charles Grove <laughs> was saying how like every man has a tiny vagina and every woman has a tiny penis. <laughs> Oh, I made note of that one. Yes. I, I, in my mind, I was like, I know Valerie's going to talk about this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, we have to. It's Pride. Happy Pride, right. everyone. Yes. Happy Pride. This is our official Pride Month presentation of the couch trip, the, the queer romance uh, story between Dan Aykroyd yeah. and Walter Matthau. But how yes. did, but Trevor, so how did Dan Aykroyd get all the way from Chicago all the way to LA County. How did he do that? 
Well, um, it was slightly confusing to me, but uh, basically, so he answered the phone while Dr. Baird was out of the office dealing with some personnel issue. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, you know, he pretended to be him and he said he would take the offer to replace Charles Grodin at a psychiatry practice for like a million dollars or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. uh, putting on his fake authoritative voice. But also he's in a uh, straitjacket at the time. So he's maneuvering the phone and everything with that straitjacket. Then uh, Victoria Jackson, the doctor's secretary, comes in and we've been shown that he's like uh, banging the secretary. So they have a little private relationship and he... Uh, at, gets her to untie his straitjacket. The doctor's still not back from whatever he's doing. To mm -hmm. untie his straitjacket in order to get like a uh, radio and some other equipment that he hides in his straitjacket so that he can use later to send uh, fake radio messages to different members of the hospital staff to trick them uh, uh, so that he can perform this sort of weird elaborate escape using a uh a playing card to unlock doors uh and walk past them with the alarms turned off because he told security to turn them off and then he steals someone's car to drive to the airport to claim the ticket that was reserved for dr baird to gets fly a to scarf LA. gets a jacket steals a jacket and a scarf to look slightly less like a mental patient mm -hmm. um, and he gets <laughs> yeah. on the plane and that's basically how it happened, right? Yeah, no ID no needed. ID. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no ID needed. And I also like the point that uh, Victoria Jackson is like, even if you get through all of that, how are you going to make it past the guard tower? Like they like play up in the dialogue that there's like something that we have to worry about with like some impenetrable like uh, line of security. And then we never see it. He just yeah. hops the fence and then he's at the airport. It's fine. Well, yeah, it's just it's just that the security staff has to be asked to turn off the alarm system, which will trigger when he opens the door. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and then the people watching the 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 counter have to be distracted by some kind of diversion. And then you can just walk. Then he has to climb to the roof, I guess, because the door to the room where they sleep is locked. So he has to sneak out, climb up to the roof, and then make his way back down, and then walk out the front door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these movies are always better when there is that moment of of scene setting, though, where you see somebody trying to escape and just gets viciously gunned down by a sniper on the guard tower. You just, you, it just adds that that import to it. I mean, it's 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 a psychiatric hospital. It's not like a, a concentration camp. Like I don't, <laughs> right. I don't feel like yeah. they have uh, snipers uh, posted outside twenty four. I mean, they they are convicted felons. Mm -hmm. Well, he is. Yeah. he is. He is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, you know. Aaron just wants to see someone get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, hospitals have. Uh, not as intense security as prisons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Which is why he pretended to be crazy in the first place. Yeah. yeah. So he could have cards mm -hmm. and hangers and all those things. I would have taken like a rubber ball ballistic mine or a beanbag <laughs> gun or something, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. non-lethal projectiles. Well, then he would have just had to do another part of his trick 
where he radios the guard tower guy mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> right. hey uh we have a, a an unscheduled beanbag gun maintenance uh thing you have to go take your beanbag <laughs> yes. gun into the whatever go. they just gotta go clean the, your blunderbuss you're out. just you're just creating more uh a narrative uh thread they have to to deal with to get through the whole escape thing and frankly it was already complicated enough mm-hmm. yeah we just need him to get to la <laughs> yes. yes yeah so he takes that flight and then gets lands in LA and meets uh Dan Aykroyd's real life wife uh Donna Dixon who plays Laura uh Laura Rollins. Oh. I didn't know that. Is that I did really not his know wife? that was his That's wife. His wife yeah. mm-hmm. Good for, good for him. Can I just say <laughs> it's I I said to Aaron when we were watching this I was like it's so like fabulous to me that there was a whole stretch of movies in like the late 70s and early to mid 80s when Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray were all like hot like leading men like sex symbols mm-hmm. in their movies. I mean, they were on, you know, SNL and so they were very popular at the time, but like mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Trading Places too when Dan Aykroyd is supposed to be like some stud like Wall Street type. Yeah. It's like Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, like, he doesn't uh, look uh, great. <laughs> no, no offense to Dan Aykroyd, but he's not an, an attractive man uh, yeah. to me. But he's Spe- pulling. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's, no that kidding. lady's he's, hot. He's, he's, he's getting by on his wit and charm in this movie. Yeah. Because yes. he's, yeah. he's very uh, smart and funny and has... Uh, a, a, a criminal's uh, kind of con man uh, charm mm-hmm. and he cares yeah, yeah. that's what's oh, hot yeah. the heart the heart of gold also on the on the topic of like snl guys with like being leading romantically men have have any of you seen continental continental divide no Mm-mm. it was uh john belushi's second to last movie it was him and blair brown the actress Oh. And it was uh, written by Kasdan and directed by Michael Apted. It's oh, it's pretty. It's pretty decent. It's basically like um, a, it's basically a romance, a, 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 can't talk, a romantic comedy about um, a long distance relationship before computers. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I can. I can see John Belushi being a sex symbol. Oh, right? I agree. He's hot. Even though, even though he was a big tub of lard, he just has that like you know like chaotic like quality that's mm-hmm. attractive. Yeah, yeah. Those those eyes, those Albanian eyes. <laughs> and I can see Chevy Chase being a sex symbol too, because he was yeah. kind of a good looking guy when he was young. But Dan Aykroyd is just he's just like doughy and just like just not he he just he's a, he seems do, just doesn't have a very uh, sexual uh, uh, vibe to him i don't think no yeah. mm-hmm. totally not the only the only actor with looser skin than Aykroyd is Mathau, which is why he has to be <laughs> yeah. in the movie dan Aykroyd, he reminds me a lot of like i feel like uh like now uh we have this guy jason sudeikis who's mm-hmm. a lot like a modern Aykroyd in a lot of ways and they've put him in multiple movies where he's supposed to be like a guy who like gets laid like in horrible bosses <laughs> his whole thing is that he's always like like getting, getting with yeah. girls and i just look at this guy and i'm like i don't see this guy like that you know like he's kind okay, of funny but like but he just that's, doesn't that's real life too because yeah because he like was with, ma- dated olivia wilde right he was married yeah. to olivia wilde and before that he was with um olivia munn for yeah. a while too yes. wasn't he like yeah. he's always pulling like 
like super hot ladies, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of boring ladies, but super hot ladies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Olivia Munn is like the idea of dating Olivia Munn is is just like soul crushing to me. I yes. just can't imagine a more <laughs> boring person. What? Well, you, you're not the Attack of the Show fan. Oh God, she she's just like she's just. Uh, empty. Olivia Wilde is very impressive. Is wild. That, that, She's that wild. He, that he dated her, but uh, I, I kind of think that the amount of like like boring, uninteresting SNL guys who like date like hot uh, uh, Hollywood actresses, it makes me wonder if like Lauren Michaels has some kind of Scientology style <laughs> brainwashing operation. Like they bring in <laughs> they bring in like the hottest uh, uh, woman in Hollywood to come host the show, and next week they're dated they're getting married to like colin jost or some shit and it's just like something's going on here lauren is pulling some weird strings to make this stuff happen because this just doesn't make sense to me well i mean dan Aykroyd was engaged to carrie fisher for like a year before she got again with paul simon right Right. yeah and i guess carrie fisher was what they considered a hot uh, lady back in back excuse me carrie fisher was super hot what come on come on She's a different kind of hot than than, he, than his his hot doctor lady. His yeah. hot doctor lady. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And I mean like I guess the ultimate example of this, maybe this will get me in trouble, but it's it's Pete Davidson, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And and like I get it, like I'm sure he's like a funny guy. He seems like he's like someone who genuinely people like outside of whatever his thing is being kind of no no i i get get why women are into pete davidson it makes sense i I know people i know people are like it's weird and it's like i mean he's not my type but like i under i understand (laughs) it there's like a heroin chic kind of thing that i guess some some women are attracted to and i'm sure he's got a big dick like you know but surely there like there's a better looking person with who's who's you know rocking also he's dated several like much older famous women and i That's think true. that like he has he's this the very guy. he has this very like youthful quality like yeah. he's really really yes. holding on to the the young guy like style and i can really yes. feel like yep. for like a somewhat shallow like hollywood person who's getting a little bit older and wants to feel kind of young i can mm-hmm. see why they would latch onto him for like two or yeah. three weeks mm-hmm. That's <laughs> because their relationships that. never last very long yeah. it feels like no, the there are a couple Kardashian of thing is like his longest relationship mm-hmm. that, that yes. we've known about do y'all remember when demi Moore dated ashton kutcher oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. they mm-hmm. were weren't it's... they married that was a yeah yeah i think they were i don't married but they were like very serious it it is always weird to me when like an in like when an actor uh dates some uh, like a like a woman who like they probably like when they were a kid would have like had a crush you know like that's yes i couldn't couldn't imagine being in that situation Mm -hmm. i guess when you're like a hot like famous actor like you can make that normal in your head but it's like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but 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 like it, it it's like i i it's it's just the idea of it is so surreal to me mm-hmm. yes yeah. totally i completely agree with you on the pete davidson like thing. P- like pete uh, davidson Trev. could have watched kate beckinsale in movies when he was like five you know yeah <laughs> yeah he did and he certainly did <laughs> yeah he sure did just like we all did yeah <laughs> it is that like okay how do i stay relevant how do i stay like okay, like, yeah, I'm still hot. Like, young guys still want me. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the... it's It makes sense for women, as you say, Trev, that are getting older, that are, yeah. like, 
Yeah, so Pete sure. Davidson makes culture. sense, but Sudeikis and Colin Jost Sudeikis. and the other SNL guys pulling hot famous ladies does oh, not yeah. make sense to me. It's the but Colin so Jost one is so weird. It's like so he's, weird. He's so larval. But like we so... have much more to say about the movie <laughs> The Couch Trip and Walter Matthau after a quick break. <laughs> Hey folks, Trevor here. Just popping in real quick to remind you that if you're enjoying The Odd Pod, you better make sure to check out patreon.com slash oddpod. That's patreon.com slash O-D-D-P-O-D-D. There, for just $5 a month, you'll gain access to tons of great Odd Pod premium content, including our previous incarnations, Mathau May and Lemon Party, as well as our new premium side podcast Elaine Mania and much much more check it out at patreon.com slash oddpod now back to the show we're back and with that uh, so we were talking before of how like cougars try to stay relevant by dating younger <laughs> snowmen and yeah. in this movie um, Walter Matthau is trying to stay relevant by keep get, getting into this environmentalist stuff being <laughs> being caring for those trees is, is that yeah. what he's doing is that what the character Donald Becker is doing trying to stay relevant by uh, protesting against uh, uh for the ethical treatment of plants, I'd say so. He's also he's sort of a he's sort of a vagabond Lorax, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. yeah, he 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 wears his priest uniform, and he's like, "My duty is to save those trees. We gotta save those trees, and also call out police brutality." Never comes up again after yeah. the first time we see him. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, is the point that he was like putting on the. The environmentalist thing just to like get money or like to get people to give him money was that the idea because it doesn't seem to be it doesn't seem like he actually cares about that uh once he fig- once he figures out this scam to to basically blackmail dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. then we don't hear him talk about trees ever again no. yeah but there's really good banter in that exchange when they first like come into contact with one another mm-hmm. and that was one of those moments where like i felt like the comedic writing in the film was really working and mm-hmm. where I appreciated Mathau specifically, like everyone's, you know, pretty good in this movie, especially considering as Trev said, it's such an odd film, but Walter Mathau in this film is like so funny. He's hilarious. <laughs> He's so movie. good. Yeah. He has two it's of my so favorite lines. Perfect. Yeah. Like the, the one when he like it, after he, decides to blackmail Aykroyd and comes to the like radio station and, mm-hmm. and sees the doctor lady. And he's like, Oh my dear, I knew, I knew at the airport that I had awakened some emotion in you. <laughs> I recognize that it was only disgust, but I can work with that. <laughs> he says at one point uh, when he's going on his um, environmentalist rant, mm-hmm. <laughs> when he says, no man has ever been so tall as when he stoops to pet a plant. <laughs> I just like I fucking love that. I I love when he like uh bear hugs the like cop and picks him up or not the cop with the the radio producer. He like picks right, him up right. and he's like see how it feels to be uprooted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. The the other great line of his that like I I watched multiple times is when he's just holding 
several uh glazed pastries with straws in them i was about to say that yeah sucking the jelly out (laughs) yeah and he says if anybody if anybody wants a donut with no jelly they're ready (laughs) (laughs) what a treasure Mm -hmm. what a treasure that man is yeah so when when we first see him he's just kind of pretending to be schizophrenic right because he's talking about like radio signals and stuff from the trees and like uh Mm -hmm. but uh, Dan Aykroyd pegs him as not really being crazy uh, and uh, because the doctor lady is like trying to diagnose him or whatever and mm-hmm. Aykroyd's like that guy's not crazy yeah. and he's right yeah. because mm-hmm. the, because we see uh, that the guy, he was just putting on a show in that scene mm-hmm. yes and also uh, we need to talk about this uh, so he goes and has a radio show Dan Aykroyd does. Dan Aykroyd, yeah. Pretending to be Dr. Lawrence Baird. <laughs> Dr. Lawrence Baird, yes. And uh, he goes a little bit Howard Stern with it. He like... He does. He does. He works a yes. little blue. Yeah. <laughs> and and the people of Los Angeles County love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eat and it up. Yes. The, the, they're so, the, the radio producing staff are so shocked at first, but as soon as they realize how good the ratings are, they're like, this is great. But it never addresses the issue that they would be accruing huge FCC fines for him dropping F-bombs and all other curse, <laughs> manner of curse words on the mm-hmm. radio. Yeah. Like, yeah. W- whether or not it was good for ratings, he would be like bankrupting the radio station if they let him keep doing that. They, they just mentioned to... it once and the like uh one of the like stickler producer guys is like r- trying to write them all down or something. <laughs> that's yeah. a good that's a good moment where he's like, We can get away with damn. We're all we're probably okay with son of a bitch. And he like goes through all of them. He's like, But fuck. We can't do fuck. <laughs> we can't do fuck. <laughs> can't do fuck. Can't do fuck. Yeah. That moment's good. And and he's he's actually like legitimately helping people sort through he their is. problems, unlike uh, Jeff Bridges in The Fisher King, where he <laughs> like tries to do the same kind of shock shock thing and ends up generating a mass shooting. Yeah, well, he's not yeah. he's not really like trying to be a shock jock. He's just like doing what his earnest attempt at being helpful, and mm-hmm. that right. just ha- happens to come out in this really vulgar way. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then he starts saying to people like. Oh yeah, you can just come down to my office, and you don't even have to pay. You can come for free, and then like uh, a mass of people comes, and he decides to take them to a ball game. Mm-hmm. And there's, a, I think it's very cute. It is. I like it. And I, all stuff that just makes a lot of sense so far. Like. <laughs> and then like five minutes later, he has like eight buses, eight buses. and he's yeah. like, okay, like nymphomaniacs, you're on bus A. Yeah. Penis envy, Schizo. bus B. <laughs> Penis right. envy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like how he's coaxing everybody to like mm-hmm. commit and like be willing to, to like, identify their, their, their like mm-hmm. psychoses. Yeah. 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 Oh, and- it's healing. The phone sex guy, the, the guy that's calls about premature ejaculation, he's like just talking about like <laughs> working on cars. Yeah, he's talking yeah. about changing a transmission on a car, and he's describing it in the most erotic way possible. Like mm-hmm. he's like, this is what this is what I think about when I'm trying not to bust, and he's like going getting down to like the granular detail of. Of like changing a transmission and describing each of the steps like slowly and sensually, and you, the guy's going like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
I'm not like a person where like a lot of that. I don't even know how you the, the, the humor isn't slapstick. It's not scatological. It's not, that kind of like what's this what's this category of comedy? Like how would very dialogue driven, I'd say it's a little bit raunchy, I would say. Yeah. Raun- yeah. Raunchy, but like very yeah, very dialogue driven. Like this is very like kind of like almost sitcom style, like just like a joke, 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 punchline, just like that kind of thing. It almost has a slobs versus snobs quality to it, except mm-hmm. for the fact that Dan Aykroyd doesn't feel like a working class guy at all. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he, he doesn't. He he seems like he's like as just as much of like an upper class type of guy who just happened to like become a criminal and get stuck in the system. Yes, mm-hmm. totally. It, it honestly almost is kind of the same way that like Caddyshack or Animal House, the Doug Kenny verse, uh, where it's like, <laughs> it's, they're not real slobs. Like, like, yeah. Like they're like rich people who are kind of just, they're rude. rich kids with no respect for the rules. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. And the, the slob and the slobs in Caddyshack are just like rich uh, patrons of, of the country club. Yeah. Right? <laughs> who just like to have a good time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Rodney's just like being like, Hey, how, how about I play some golf in the, in this, in the rainstorm? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, in the 80s, see, it was the Reagan years, and we mm-hmm. forgot all about class analysis, you mm-hmm. see? So the movies, mm. it, whatever, I don't know, some bullshit like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> you are right, though. Yeah. There is yeah. there is no society, right? Yeah. It's all just individuals at that point. It, it, yes. It, it's, like, basically, like, it kind of almost represents what the comedians were to, like, old money, like, uh, Hollywood and stuff, where, where all of them were, like, we, we go by, like, Vegas rules, we go by Frank, and and they're like oh no we're just gonna like be rich and just do a bunch of cocaine (laughs) (laughs) right yeah the way it should be yeah so on that note um uh we're gonna take another break and be right break (laughs) (laughs) we'll be back after these messages we'll be back after another short break Hey, it's Trevor again. Just wanted to add one quick note about the Patreon. If $5 a month is more than you can afford, then don't worry because we also have a special low-income pricing tier that's only $2.50 a month. Half the price and you get all the same stuff that you get with the regular $5 tier. It's just cheaper and uh, you are allowed to select that tier only if you are poor. And on the flip side, if you're a rich person, we also have a $60 a month tier. Uh, We require all rich people to select the $60 tier, which also, again, all three tiers get all the same benefits. Just depends on whether you are poor or rich or normal. If you're a normal person, you just do the regular $5 tier. Patreon.com slash oddpod. Back to the show. We're back. <laughs> so, ooh, feeling refreshed after that break. So, it was nice to take a step away for a moment and just yeah, yeah get our refreshments, recover. 
just get just resettle back. I into... went for a swim. <laughs> Did you? Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's good to be back. <laughs> so, um, before we come to my game, uh, how do we how, how do we get through the rest of this plot? <laughs> I thought you were just going to come back with the game. When I did the first break, I thought you were going to come back with the game. And then when you said we're taking another break, I assumed that's when you were going to do the game. Okay, let's edit this all out. Let's let's come back with the game We don't need need to get through the rest of the plot. I think we explained enough of the plot. I I tried to ponder the, the rest of the plot. And in fact, like... Carly was was delayed in seeing the end of the movie, so I was trying to relay to her what happened just in case she couldn't finish it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't really remember what the justification was for it, but Mathau ends up on the Hollywood sign, and Aykroyd comes back and saves Sa- him, saves and, him, and, and then gets about arrested. To make it make it out scot free <laughs> yeah. with his two hundred thousand dollars, but mm-hmm. he in the yeah. end he decides that his new friend Donald Becker, the homeless guy, is mm-hmm. too important to him. And he gives it all up. He gives up his money and his freedom just to go and save him. Mm-hmm. Right. It's about it's about getting a friend. Yes. It's about, it's about getting and a also, friend. And also both of the psychiatrists who are both assholes both end up in uh in the another a psych ward and they both have little jokes that call back to the very first scene that we saw each of them in, which yeah. is a nice little way to mm-hmm. wrap it all up. Yeah. It's very good. Mm-hmm. And then Mafal does go to, um, he buys a bike for the two of them from the $200,000 and they plan to go uh, to Monte Carlo via the yacht of uh, of the uh, lawyer for Charles Grodin that was having the affair with Mary Gross. Glad, yes. glad we uh, uh, wrapped all that up. Now, no, one, none of you listening need to bother to see the movie. And uh, <laughs> and then after one more quick break, I think Valerie's going to have a little <laughs> surprise for us. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, it's Trevor. Sorry to keep bothering you. There's just one last thing I wanted to mention about the Patreon in addition to all the other stuff I told you before. At patreon.com slash oddpod, O-D-D-P-O-D-D, we also have the full archives of my other previous podcast, We Need to Talk About Kevin, on which Valerie was a frequent guest, uh, and tons of other uh, bonus premium content that goes along with that. We had a podcast about Batman, a podcast about... Ben Affleck and all that great stuff is exclusively available on patreon.com slash oddpod all for the very reasonable price of $5 a month or $2.50 a month either way doesn't matter just throw us a couple of bucks if you don't mind we'd really appreciate it okay now back to the show we are back and uh, I'm debuting a game uh in this episode, the game. Are you re- are you are you three ready for this game? No, ready? no way are we ready. I'm ready for the game. It's, so, <laughs> uh, the game is called the Couch Trivia. Stop. Okay, and, hold on. Give me right. a second to uh, take that in. Okay, and I'm ready. And essentially, the premise of this game is you're going going to have to see if. You're going to have to, to have to guess if the trivia that I'm spouting to you is is really on the IMDb page of the Cow Trip, or if it's something that I made up myself. Oh wow! I like this. We're doing a real like fake. Yes. And also, did you it. say spout? Did you say the trivia you're spouting to us? Yes. Is that what you, okay. Yes. Spouting. Just making sure I heard Spitting. you right. 
Yes. So let me just. Are we gonna go in turns, or is it the qu- each question to all of us simultaneously? Whoever answers uh, first wins. I, I, I think right. I think it's we sh- we should all guess, and mm. then she reveals the answer, right? That and then we right. get a point yes. if we were right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so one moment. I'm just compiling all my. Yeah. And are you gonna are you gonna phone. keep score or? Uh... I guess I am gonna keep score. I'm gonna keep it. Okay. A, cool. a tally, so. What do we win? Um, that 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 will be figured out. Uh, Bra- Bra- bragging rights. Yes. Lifelong friendship. The wi- the I winner have. gets a copy of uh, the Kevin Smith book, Tough Shit, <laughs> Life Lessons, etc., signed by Valerie. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. you threw it away, Trev. <laughs> I haven't received it yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens. Well, TBD. If, if 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 it ever comes here, I might have an overwhelming <laughs> urge to throw it in the trash. <laughs> I believe you. It's not something I I intend to read. It's something that I wanted to keep as an heirloom of our friendship. So okay, I know you're kidding, but that's actually how I feel. No, absolutely. I don't. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I I don't want to read it. But if it's signed by Valerie and Trevor, I would put it somewhere prominently in our home yes. and say this is signed by two podcasters who uh were we value as human beings. It, uh-huh. it might it might uh, as 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 a compromise. Uh, I would get it might just be partially destroyed by the time it gets to you. Uh, what are you going to do to it? <laughs> it would be too. difficult. It would be difficult for me to treat it with care. Are you going to like I, sodomize I, a book, Trevor? What, <laughs> what I, is wrong with you? I, okay. I, I, I you like took, you took it to a weird like, place and I don't want to talk about I, it anymore. Valerie. I, I, I will Take say over. I will have like funny little quips throughout the book. So you should read it once at least because I will like quip to like what Kevin. Oh, you're writing saying. notes in the margin. <laughs> Very yeah. cute. Okay. Oh, okay. Then we will look through it. We'll thumb its through it. Its value has increased exponentially. Yay. So <laughs> uh, are you ready for question one? Yes. 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 Or trivia, trivia one. piece one. Yeah. Yes. So let me see. Looking through everything. Okay. Dan Aykroyd delivers the same Queen's joke to, to two flight attendants that John DeTuro opened with on stage at the Magic Club in Desperately Seeking Susan. Uh, Aykroyd receives a much warmer reception. Is that real or fake? I'm going to say that's real. That's That sounds too detailed to not be true. And I and I did notice those moments where he's like kind of mid punchline doing some stand up bits. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it's true. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it's fake. Uh, one point for Trev and Aaron. That is really on the IMDb page. Wow, you said what? you said John Turturro did that one in Desperately Seeking Susan. Apparently, yes. Huh. Opened okay. with the same joke. Mm-hmm. The, the reason I was sure that was real is because it doesn't qualify as a piece of trivia in my mind. It's just like a, something someone <laughs> noticed and they add it to IMDb because that's what people are like. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah. Although there, there's like a, in uh, Apollo 13, mm-hmm. Bill Paxton says while he's up in the ship with Hanks and, and Kevin Bacon, he says something like, I could eat the ass end of a rhinoceros. Mm-hmm. I'm so hungry or something. And the reason he says it is because Gary Busey also says it in Point Break and came and visited the set <laughs> and was chilling with Bill Paxton and was like, hey, what if you said this during during the shoot? 
Okay, see, that that is trivia because it relates information about what happened behind the scenes that caused that to be. It's not just like (laughs) someone like like, making a connection that they know. Yeah, Yeah. that's fair. It's not just that like Vin Diesel and Keanu Reeves eat in the same diner Mm -hmm. in Southern California. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So here's here's question two. Number two. How many? How many are we doing? Just out of curiosity. I don't know yet. It's all the size. Fifteen. What? Twenty. Okay, don't hold you don't that. Have, I you don't have. Them. Them. Okay. What? Yeah. Let her rip. Val. Yeah. So basically, next one. So Dan Aykroyd is Dan Aykroyd's character in this film is said to be uh, have eaten paint chips in order to get to, into the mental institution. In another film ap- appearing Dan Aykroyd, Tommy Boy, uh, Chris Farley's character is said to also be eating paint chips. Real. <laughs> That's 100% real because I remember that from that movie. <laughs> well, so the question here is if it is or isn't on, uh, on the, the couch IMDb trip trivia IMDb trivia page, page. and yeah. I'm going to say it is not on the IMDb I'm, trivia I'm page. saying it definitely is. Okay, I totally already <laughs> forgot the point of this game because I was trying to guess if it's true or if false. It true or well, because it does happen in Tommy Boy. I, my guess is that Valerie, being one of the biggest Tommy Boy fans that I know, made this connection herself. Well, here's the thing. I have to wait and hear what the answer is, but I'm, I might have to to challenge on certain grounds to be discussed later depending on whether this is real or fake okay Okay, so i need need an answer from you you three so you're saying it's real trevor i say real aaron is saying fake i say fake and carly carly is this really on the imdb page trivia page or not i'm gonna stick with my original answer and say yes that it is really on the imdb page uh point to aaron (laughs) It's not. Okay. I came up all right. With all right. So this is now this raises an <laughs> yes. important issue because so Carly, you're confirming that Chris Farley does say that in Tommy Boy, right? So I like, don't know if it, he says he, it. He does not say I, it, but it's like a running joke in the film. So, it is a running joke. Okay. Okay. He said. To, so is is it fair to to trick us by saying things that are true? <laughs> Well, the, well it doesn't appear on the IMDb page. That's a great question, Trevor. <laughs> it's it's essentially trying to see if these would be things that people would have put on the IMDb page, whatever you yeah. assume. Yeah, and see, and see, this is good. So, but, no, but I, I don't see this. This is just changing. No, this is, just is changing what I thought the game was because I thought you were going yes. to be making up pieces of trivia. First Part of all, of, that's another example of something that is fundamentally not trivia. And, so, so and second that, that, of all, well, that's what I was going to say. I, I thought you were going to be making up <laughs> trivia facts about the movie, and we would be guessing whether or not they're real. And if if it's not even that you're making stuff up, but saying stuff that is true but isn't on the trivia page, and is questionably it's questionable whether it's even trivia in the first place. Like that's I don't know. That makes the whatever. If that's I don't the know. game, I, then see, fine. I, I like it's your that game. game I like that game. game. I like that game. This I okay. I I am I am very very good at riddles. It, it, because oh, I like because I, I, I pay attention to the syntax because well, okay. I pay attention to what the right. actual ask is. Okay, Aaron's right? really proud of himself. And what for Valerie one said right, at the beginning. But, um, but what Valerie I, I, said I, at the I, beginning I, is okay, if I, we, it's on the IMDb trivia page or not. Okay, all all it seems like there Are should be for three crunch? potential. It seems like there should be three. Res- potential responses then because it's not just real or fake 
it's yeah. it's real you fake guys are or or real but not uh, on the thing <laughs> Re- re- okay, real yes. fact, that can be but not really. When we play like, <laughs> all right, whatever. Yeah, uh, I'll, we'll, we'll play I think by this your was just rules. an opportunity for Valerie to flex her film knowledge and come up with some of her own trivia facts. Okay, okay. Well, that okay. All right, I need to reset. That makes sense. All right. So okay, this is fine. If if it's it's not weird debating whether or not the it, thing that you're saying is true. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's whether it's, or not. So, and it, also, is it the on ones, the IMDb page or not? And and just, just and just so I'm clear, the ones that are real, mm-hmm. uh, or what you're reading to us, the exact wording that's on the IMDb trivia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I can yes. readjust and play your yeah. little game now. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Trevor and I have adjusted. Are you ready for question three? Yes. Hit me with it. Two of the principal cast members were last named Gross, Mary Gross, and R.A. Gross. The two are unrelated. Oh, God is damn you. Is it on the IMDb page? This is, su- this is such a Valerie thing to point that out. One sounds, that, that one sounds stupid enough to be on there. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm in. Uh, that one I, seems I'm, silly I'm saying, to I'm there. saying fake. I'm gonna say fake. You're saying fake, Aaron. You're. What are you saying? I'm saying it's there. I'm saying it's a real one that's on the IMDb trivia page. <laughs> I think it's on the IMDb trivia page. Uh, Aaron and Carly got the points. God it's on damn. On the IMDb it. trivia page. <laughs> See, it was. It, th- it, this was such a Valerie thing to like point out, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not also an I a stupid IMDb thing. <laughs> That's what makes this so difficult. <laughs> See, because every so often, every so often, a user submitted thing on there is like, in this movie, uh, we see Jake Gyllenhaal's penis. Fun fact: Peter Sarsgaard also has a penis. Like that, <laughs> right. you know that kind that's, of thing. That's what winds they've up all, on so far. I haven't heard a single piece of trivia in this game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just observable facts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, are you ready for question four? Yes. Yes. One of two psychiatric comedy flops of the late 1980s. The ever was Beyond Therapy. That's a Valerie one. That's that's a Valerie that's a Valerie bet. Also, if this is if this is what the IMDb trivia section is like, then like, uh, why does it exist? It's a horrid, horrid place. <laughs> it's a terrible place. There's some good stuff in there, but a lot of it is just like user submitted stuff from like DVD commentaries. I've never know. noticed it before, and now I'm it's, never. I'm so officially never going. You don't. To. You don't. Need what to. one of one of two psychiatric comedy flops of the 1980s? Is that what it said? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Flops. The I'm word gonna, flops was in there. I'm going to say real. So Trevor's saying real. Aaron's saying fake, right? I'm changing my answer to real. No, 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 no. Changing my answer to real. God. Is that is it's he allowed true. to do that? Judges. Is he allowed to change his answer? Uh, he can. You, everyone can change until... But he's, co- but he's copying me. I said real, and then he said real. That's copying. No copying allowed. <laughs> Carly, real or fake? I'm going to say it's not on the IMDb page for that movie. Uh, point for Trevor and Aaron. It is on. All right. All right. 
<clears throat> I don't like this this place on the internet. Yeah. I don't you like couldn't, it. couldn't couldn't let me have that one, could you? I think <laughs> I think what you don't like is that uh, I clearly understand this corner of the internet too well. I to guess know. I guess you do. I've stared into the abyss and the abyss has stared back. I don't like it and I don't like how big uh, this game is making your ego right now. You're, you're <laughs> uh, okay. He, this is, this is going, going on and on about what a genius you are because you're so good at this damn game. Are, are you ready for questions? What other, what other way are you going to prove it? I, I, how, else, how else do you prove genius? I hope besides? there are 20 more questions, Valerie. Yeah, give, us, give us several more. Are I'm you gonna, ready? I'm going to falter eventually. Okay. In this film, Dan Aykroyd's character is said to have gone to uh, Cornell before being kicked out. Uh, another character of Dan Aykroyd's who is an academic is in the film Dr. Detroit. <laughs> fake. Wait, what? <laughs> that is a Valerie. That's, that's fake. That's fake. That's for sure a Valerie entry. That's a Valerie one. <laughs> It's not on my IMDb page. Point for everyone. <laughs> Wait, Valerie, can you please explain? What? He's also an academic in another movie, yeah. Dr. Detroit. What school does he go to? Also in Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, he is uh, yes, something of an actor. That's true. true. <laughs> so. Oh, and you know what? In How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, true. He, yes, he's, a he's an actor. Philosoph- he has quite professor. a... And what's interesting is in this movie, he definitely is not an academic because, right. as you said, he got kicked out of college. That's like the opposite of being an academic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite. It is, yes. So that non-trivia doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> this is one of two films where uh, Charles uh, Grodin's identity is stolen, the other being the Jim Belushi comedy taking care of Fake. business. Oh, sorry. I should wait for you guys to answer. Uh, I don't know yet. Yeah, that sounds like a Valerie. That sounds like a Valerie nugget. Not on the IMDb page. This one's real. It's, it's on fake. The IMDb it's fake. Page. That's your final answer. It's fake. That's fine. Okay. Um, point for Trevor and Carly. Thank you. Ah, I, 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 I knew I knew that was a Valerie thing because <laughs> I've heard her say it at least twice on our podcast. <laughs> 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 Valerie, can I just say I think it's I think it's really funny that um <laughs> Your just sort of like quotidian conversational banter is similar to the content of yeah. an IMDb page. Yeah, page the game. Yeah, see, the problem with the game is that it, we shouldn't have ever called it real or fake. It should be called IMDb or Valerie. Yes. Or or because IMDb, that's or IMDb. I, IMDb. Because yes. that, that's 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 the real distinction being made here. Yes. Is this IMDb? Is this IMDb trivia or is it just Valerie? Or is yeah. it just Valerie? Yes. I guess it would be the VMDB, the Valerie movie database. VM. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think I have a name for this game if, if for, for not on the couch trip trivia. So thank you. 
So. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, okay, can, oh, hold on a second. So can we talk about the name The Couch Trip for a second? Yeah. I, is the, so couches are in psychiatrist's office, right? Mm-hmm. And and there's travel involved in the movie because Dan Aykroyd goes from one place to another. So that's why it's called The Couch Trip. Is that what mm-hmm. that's supposed to mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I actually <laughs> thought it's like, is, is a couch trip like a colloquial term for like a breakthrough being made in like a therapy session or just like a therapy session itself or just a therapy session i I mean i've i've never heard that but i could see that being a thing it's also based on uh a book a book was written in 1971 so that could have been like a kind of old uh thing people said that none of us would have ever heard in our Mm -hmm. Mm lifetimes. okay that's kind i just assumed that it was like like a like a saying for like oh i I took a couch trip today until now i had avoided relating any information i'd accidentally picked up on the movie (laughs) because val asked us not to look at the imdb page so Mm -hmm. i thought the game would be something involving (laughs) (laughs) actual like stuff about so i was trying not to learn anything about the movie but i did (laughs) I did want to look. I did look up when the book came out because mm-hmm. I wanted to know whether or not they were ripping off "One Flew Over the Cuckoo's yeah. Nest," which was released in 1962. So probably, yeah. Anyway, they probably. Sure. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So, so that actually leads into my next uh, uh, question. Oh shit! The film was released. <laughs> Should have kept my mouth shut. The film was released 17 years after its source novel of the same name by Ken Kolb had been published. Okay, well, uh, we've established that that's a fact. Yes. <laughs> we know that that's true. Also, Ken, Ken Cole, both the writers of both Cuckoo's Nest and this were named Ken. So what are the odds of that? Yes. Folks. Oh, yeah. man. Okay. Ken this Kolb one is and, not on the IMDb. Ken Cole and Ken Kesey. I'm going to say real, it just, is, for, just for kicks. It's too broad. It's too broad a fact mm-hmm. for it to be on the page. It's okay. not, it's... Even for the loose definition of trivia on the MDB trivia page, I feel like this one is is uh, not there. It's it's too interesting. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah, and Carly, you both not you both, on the IMDb page. I'm gonna say real. Uh, are you ready for the answer? Don't do this. We are. Just tell us. <laughs> Uh, well, Aaron, I'm sad to say that you are wrong. It's it's yes. not too broad. No. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, we're we're both wrong. That's such a weird thing to put on a page. I could about, feel it like... in my heart, and hearing you describe your very intelligent reasoning for why it, you were right was so satisfying to me. Because I'm like, yeah, he's gonna eat shit. I know it. I know it. <laughs> I'm still I, if I'm if I'm keeping score correctly. Yes, you're I'm still, still winning, winning. You're though. still winning. Good for you. Are you? I've never uh, lost this game in my life. In your life. In my entire life. So I've never a, lost this game. Here's the score as of now. Now that you've humiliated yourself, your confidence has been shaken, <laughs> and you've opened up the the way for my inevitable victory. Uh, you got me on the ropes, Trev. You got me on the ropes. Here's the score right now. Uh, five, Aaron. Five, Trevor. Oh, it's, wow. how could I have got? I don't, I don't feel I'm like I've gotten with five, the sign but I believe you. In the middle of a of a boxing match, <laughs> yeah. I'm not here for. I'm just for color. Did we it's give? It's really between you. However, two. if we give Carly the the woman handicap, mm-hmm. 
we're all tied at five. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a showdown between you and Tress. Okay. I'm all the right. sign lady. Trevor okay. gave me the weirdest lecture. Okay, point. so now but we're in the, the handicap. Now we're in the. That's f- like when Trevor said said she, I wasn't on the podcast because I was having lady problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was offensive. I'm sorry, everyone. And then he felt really bad about it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I and I don't believe I've been asked back uh, since that. So, <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, I I made a blunder. Been <laughs> kept off the pod. Oh, are you no. two? Are are you three ready for? Are the you next two? Question. Even Valerie. <laughs> well, given up I, on I me. was, <laughs> I was like, I wasn't sure if you were giving giving up on the game or not. No, I'm not. No, you're I'm not still giving invested. I'm just, awesome. I'm just ornamental. Okay. Well, I'm ready. I, I'm ready for all of your answers, including you, Carly. Great. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Chevy Chase cameoed in 1988 in this movie. In the same year, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Chase. Just, Started in two feature films, they being Funny Farm and Caddyshack Two. All three, uh, all three movies bombed at the box office. Okay, and just to be clear, you, you did say Chevy Chase started in two other films. <laughs> that's a, that's as written. Okay, real. For sure, real. Real. Uh, definitely on the IMDb page. It's real. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Started. I, I I would I would be very impressed if you had been clever enough to to put uh, typos in your own to fake in answers typo. to trick us. <laughs> yes. Now you have to do that, Valerie. Yes. One of them you have to read that you wrote mm-hmm. has to have a typo in it. Yeah. To throw us off. Don't don't oh boy. don't. Do- <laughs> Uh, okay, so are you ready for next question? Yes. yes. So ready. <laughs> At one point in the film. <laughs> I'm having so much fun with this game. This this game is like, I kind of want to make a podcast that's just this game. This is. I so know, fun. I was thinking that. <laughs> You have to. You have to. Uh, at one point in this film, uh, uh, Burns is mentioned to, to have been thrown out of the army, and and the, the, much like the characters in the in the film that were thrown out of the army, but were in the army of of stripes with which. Uh, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd had acted with and written with when at the Second City Theaters in Chicago and Toronto. All right. Okay, the syntax of that sentence is just like fucking abysmal. So I'm going to say that that is real on the IMDb page. I think... I think that this one is uh, is a Valerie original. I unfortunately have to agree with Aaron <laughs> this time. Point for Aaron and Trevor. Yeah. 
No. Oh, Valerie, I see, insulted I, your I, writing. I'm I, sorry. No, no, no. See, here's the thing. I've from podcasting with Valerie, I've become too familiar with the way thoughts uh, come out of her head. <laughs> I, I could, I could tell that Valerie was rewriting that one in real yeah, time yeah, rather than yeah, reading what are. was on the page. <laughs> so it made me believe that she was uh, riffing on her own. Yeah. Or on on the design of the yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure if you know. if Val actually has the fake ones written down. It seems like she might be riffing them as she goes, <laughs> which makes it kind of easy to pick up on uh, her, her her thought patterns. Oh man, Valerie, right. you are next level. All right, we've we've, on this. we've got to do one more and see if Trevor and I disagree on it. Because at the point that Trevor and I disagree, one of us will be victorious. I've been hoping that it happens, but okay, let's. We see. have to keep going until it happens. <laughs> yes, let's. It's we're in it. So, the commercial playing on TV with the jingle "Listen to the Heartbeat of America" is a Chevrolet commercial from that time. I'm going to say that one's real. I'm going to say it's on the IMDb page. I will just say as an aside, I thought that it, I know we're not debating the, the trueness of these remarks anymore, but when we were watching the, that movie, I thought that that was a commercial that they architected expressly for the film because the next scene smash cut to Grodin's breakdown like right after that and uh, i was like oh that's that's a beautiful comedic flourish yeah mm-hmm. uh but we're not to, we're not debating the realness of that we are just trying to figure out if that was on the imdb page or not i'm gonna i'm gonna say something different and say that it is not on the imdb page for this movie wait what did aaron say i said it's a real one okay i'm gonna say fake and with that, the winner of the first incarnation of the Couch Trivia, which, which in future might be called IMDb or VMDB, uh, the, <laughs> the, the present champion is Aaron. I did it. You won. I won. You have won. <laughs> it feels pretty good. It feels I uh, have chosen to uh, be a gracious loser this time. Uh, You're doing a great job. I, I, Trevor I, I, was. Uh, I, I chose. I just chose whatever the opposite of what he picked was in the interest of wrapping this up, and uh, so I, <laughs> I accept. I accept the consequences of my decision. Yeah, Trevor, your, Trevor your and heart I wasn't in that Trevor one. and I fought valiantly. I kind of feel like he threw the game. I didn't. Throw, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't throwing the game. I honestly wasn't sure. I felt like either it could go either way, so I figured that I would just let it rest on this one. Um, but it's it's a victory, but it's a victory with an asterisk. I'm happy. I'm say. happy to concede to you. Uh, uh, you 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 uh, rightfully won. Well, thank you, Trevor. It was it was a hard fought battle. You put up a good fight. It was a pleasure playing with you. Mm-hmm. I have a question. I wish I could say the Are same. these? Are these <laughs> are these um like f- observable facts? Are they like vetted at all uh, on IMDb's pages? You'd like to think so. I'd but. hope so, but probably not. Okay, some just of, curious. The thing about some of the trivia is like it's anecdotal, where it's like according to whoever, or like in an interview, this person said X. Yeah. So it's like it can't be verified. It's just like yeah. You know, 
I imagine I that IMDb it. mods just kind of check to make sure it's not spam or whatever, <laughs> and otherwise yeah. they approve it. Yeah, or something okay. like uh, like libelous or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There is one more that I want to read that is a real one that I forgot. Please. Okay, please. So this is uh, just for the sake of it. The main movie poster featuring Dan Aykroyd. Donna Dixon and Walter Matthau all locked together inside inside of a straitjacket, but this never happens in the movie, and only <laughs> Asteroid is seen in the picture wearing a straitjacket. That's, <laughs> that's uh, not a good piece of trivia. When <laughs> does when does the scenario on a movie poster ever happen in the movie? That's not how move. That's not what movie posters are. Yeah, it's like... is th- is like is this. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised that this is what IMDb's trivia section is like, but like, I kind of am. This is this is all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and none of it, to Trevor's point, is trivia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this pr- same- I can just see someone being super pedantic and awful, being like, "Uh, if you watch the movie." They never all wind up in a straight jacket together. <laughs> mm-hmm. It it it, it what I will say that all the information was uh, very trivial. Uh, yes, there you it, go. It, it definitely it didn't matter to me at all. <laughs> I didn't care about it. Yep, so, you're right. Um, yep. it, it it would be like the equivalent of like say you went onto the IMDb trivia page of Back to the Future, and they're like, at no point in the film does. Uh, Marty get out of the DeLorean and look at his watch. And look at his watch, yes. As as a Richie uh, acolyte who had up to this point uh, deliberately ignored his 80s output, mm-hmm. uh, I think I might have to hunt down some of his others now too. I, I've never seen Fletch. I'll watch Fletch after this. Uh, what's the one he did with Eddie Murphy? Oh, what is that one called? It's called like the Golden Child or something. Yeah. Oh. I'd probably check that one out too. I would, I would I'd, definitely I'd check. Take that a look out. at all the stuff he's done with the SNL rigs. So. I think yeah. I definitely didn't like it as much as either of the Sherlock Holmes movies. <laughs> I did enjoy it a little bit more than uh, Disney's Aladdin. What did you think of Fair it enough. compared to Bad News Bears, Trev? Which you talking not about as good as in... Bad News Bears, yeah, obviously. No, not uh, even remotely. Obviously, Same. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I am looking forward to the the next uh, uh, Richie Jason Statham vehicle. I forget the name. It has a really long, weird name, but it's kind of like a comedy uh, action uh, uh, thriller featuring Aubrey Plaza. And Jason Statham looks a lot of fun. So um, looking forward to that. I'm excited for his Beekeeper movie. Wait, what? (laughs) They, they announced that Jason Statham is going to be in a movie where he oh, plays okay. like a beekeeper. Who oh yeah, yeah, but, that, 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 but that's that's not Guy Ritchie. Right? It's not Guy Ritchie, okay, but I'm looking okay. forward to Statham's bee. I, I mean, I look movie. forward to anything with Statham in it, of course. Yeah, but. that's right for sure. <laughs> the math out of our generation. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the is. end of my confusing Guy Ritchie with Michael Ritchie <laughs> joke. Thank you. It's a good one. Solid. And with that, um, Aaron. Carly, where can all of the people find you too? Oh, thank you so much, Valerie and uh, Trevor. We are the hosts of a uh, podcast that discusses the films and the politics of the 1990s called Hit Factory. 
and you can find us uh, at Hit Factory Pod. Carly is also online as Deep Impact Crier. I'm not online. No. She's not online. Uh, you can find us on Patreon if you want to find us there. But our podcast is available wherever you stream podcasts. Wonderful. And I believe the question she asked though was, "Where can people find you two the <laughs> band?" Uh, to which I would say, just look on your iPhone because they've already yes. made right. you download out download their album yes. against Songs your will. Since it's already on there, <laughs> it's already on there. Everyone's still so mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, on that note, uh, <laughs> we're gonna take another break. <laughs> So keep the long the long break we yeah. call it the longest break of all. <laughs> keep slicing those lemons, and uh, <laughs> oh no, don't say it, don't do it. Oh, I want to hear it. <laughs> Are you gonna say keep slicing those lemons and keep cracking those walnuts? No. <laughs> that's better than what I have but I'll say it anyway no. um, keep making those <laughs> so bad I gotta hear it now keep making those math out equations <laughs> what? what I thought you were going to think of a better uh, sign off in the time between <laughs> don't, don't ever think of a better, better choice.